So we take you now to Duffy's Tavern, starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Somebody just sent me a potted plant for a present. Let's see. And it costs us to Archie from an, an ardent admirer. Well, that could be any one of them. Ten thousand, James. Uh, I'll call you back, Duffy. Let me see that card again, Eddie. Yeah, the handwriting is female, all right. Uh, could it be from your girlfriend, Mildred uh, Deconiac? No. No, Eddie, she wouldn't have sent it. Mildred and me had a fallen out, you know, kind of a lover's quarrel. Lover's quarrel, huh? Yeah, she got mad at me because I resented her getting married. <laughs> uh, yeah, you suppose it could have been that Bertha Kowalta? Uh, Bertha Dimichek? Yeah. <laughs> Big Bertha, you mean? <laughs> That's right. Uh, the one that there was that question about. About whether she was a woman or a horse? There was that one time when she went out to buy a pair of shoes and they caught her sneaking into the Flaxman shop. But... <laughs> I'm sure the dame was human. Uh, well, you think maybe she sent you the plant? Nah, nah. She forgot about me as soon as she started running around with that trainer from Santa Anita. <laughs> Guy had a lot of sugar, you know? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You remember me telling you about a dame that picked me up at the Excelsior Ballroom the other night? Peaches Pucknick? Yeah. Well, you know, when we were saying goodnight, she forced her phone number into me hand. And give me that phone, Eddie. Bet you she sent me the plan. Hello? Hello, is Peaches Pucknick there? Oh. Oh, hello, Mr. Pucknick. Uh, let me talk to your daughter, please. She ain't your daughter. She's your... Uh, I'm calling for one of them radio surveys, sir. And what program are you on? <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Goodbye. What was he listening to? John's other suspects? <laughs> Don't be so smart, Eddie. Well, we'll find out who sent the plant later. In the meantime, uh, leave us take care of it, huh? And nature it. Now, the first thing a plant needs is fresh air. Open the window, Eddie. I hate to do it. Why? Well, you know as well as I do. Any fresh air that comes in here is committing suicide. Now, don't argue, Eddie. Open the window. Well, there was no harm to inhale a little fresh aqua pure and eat it. Okay. Now, Eddie, let's take a deep... <coughs> Eddie, close it. Okay. Okay. Boy, that stuff is strong. <laughs> yeah, it might be too strong for a young plant like that. It's liable to catch cold in its little tendrils. Maybe if we, uh, if we just let the little sunlight hit it. The sunlight? No, you can't let that stuff in there, neither. You know our customers, they put on dog glasses when the pinball machine lights up. <laughs> oh, no, boy, you, you've certainly taken a fatherly interest in this plant. Well, I can't help it, Eddie. The call of nature. You know something about me? What? 
Well, on the surface, you look at me and you say, there's a typical sophisticated man about town. I don't. <laughs> Others do. But deep down underneath, believe me, I'm a man of the soil. Maybe it don't show on the surface. It shows. <laughs> well, thank you. I hark to the farmyard, to the cackle of the hen, to the bleat of the heifer, to the good earth and its dragon seed. Has got plenty of good earth around here? Yeah, but where, Eddie? On the top of the bar, on the top of the table, just topsoil. <laughs> I'm talking about the real thing, to get away from it all and go out and commute with nature in the roar. Don't you think you should at least wear a pair of overalls? Eddie, please. Yeah, I guess I'm a bumpkin at heart, Eddie. Even when I was a kid, I was in love with nature and all her various shapes. Of course, as I grew older, the shapes I was in love with became more various. <laughs> I always remember as a kid, as a barefooty boy, you know, I'd sit in my backyard for hours watching the sun sink slowly to rest behind me father's underwear. <laughs> hanging on a wash line, you know. On clear nights, I'd gaze up towards the sky and count the thousands of twinkling little lights on Chin Lee's Chop Suey sign. Yeah, my little heart filled with the wonder out of it all. And your little nose filled with new mold carbon monoxide. In fact, one of the happiest moments of my life was when I became a member of the Third Avenue Woodcraft Cadets. Third Avenue Woodcraft Cadets? Yeah, that was a group that couldn't pass the physical to get into the Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, them was the days. We used to go tramping in the woods, hunting and fishing. Every Sunday morning, our leader would gather us all together and say, Well, Cadets, it's time for our tramp. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, Finnegan, I was telling Eddie here about the Third Avenue Woodcraft Cadets. Finnegan oh. here was a member. Right, Finnegan? Right. I think of the cadets every spring when I get me head shaved. Uh, how come? Well, Arch, it still shows where you carved the emblem in me head. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that, Finnegan, but I, I still swear I thought it was a rock. Well, serves me right for being such a sound sleeper. Boy, what days. Remember the signals, Finnegan? Oh, like a ton of bricks. Quick, name your troop and give the high sign. Look at the hip hooray, hair, what's that, cadet? Right, fish patrol, fish patrol, squish, squish, squish. Name your patrol and give the high sign. Indian patrol. <laughs> Remember. I bet you forgot the laws in the handbook, though. Quick, who is brave and who is fearless? I would crack cadet. Who helps old ladies across the street? I would crack cadet. Who is happy and gay, come no matter what? I would crack cadet. Who should have stood in bed? Oh. <laughs> it may sound silly now, Mr. Green, but believe me, it's great fun when you're childish. Then again, remember the time we combined with the campfire girls and went for a hike? Well, must have been about 20 of us guys to about 30 things. Yeah, and one box of sandwiches. Yeah, that's right. Some Jake wanted to eat. <laughs> what do you mean, Jake? I was hungry. days. And it was a great education, too. You know, Eddie, we learned all about flowers and plants and gardening. Believe me, if it hadn't been for the cadets, I wouldn't know a chrysanthemum from a roll of doldrum. <laughs> well, uh, what is the difference, Mr. Burbank? 
Well, Eddie, you see, the chrysanthemum, or at its uh, technically known, the Hypernicus mandamus, uh, has longer pistols shooting from its fungus. While, on the other hand, the Roldodobrum uh, is more like the Petunia, or Evictus noxvomicus. See, the stem is closer to the roots, and the uh, pollen is more gregarious. Uh, oh, answer that, Eddie, will you? Hello, Dr. Savin, where the floor meets the phone, huh? Head of the greenhouse, speaking. Huh? Oh, just a second, Mr. Archer. Your nurse in the hospital. Very nice. Hello? Huh? How's me tonsils? Well, you should know better than I do. You got them over there. Uh, did I get one? Oh, I've been combing me brains to figure out who sent me that plant. Well, it was very sweet of you, Miss McGillicuddy. Thank you very much. Okay. Holy cat, Eddie. I called that nice every name in the book, stuck pens in a hot water bottle, told her how ugly she was, threatened to have her fired, and here she sent me a lovely potted plant. What is it with me? <laughs> Must be that personal magnetism of yours. I guess so. wonder what kind of a plant it is. Let's see. It looks a little like the biannual uh, night-blooming eucalyptus. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. You can tell by the way the moss grows on the north or lee side of the pot. See, uh, that helps make it grow straight up.
Now, this is ridiculous. A vegetable garden in the backyard? Why not? Because it's covered with tin cans, broken glass, old shoes, egg crates, garbage cans, old rags, bed poles, iron gates, and Moriarty sleeping one off. <laughs> but, Eddie, somewhere underneath all of that junk is good things. Old mother right. We could grow radishes, turnips, succotash, <laughs> mangoes, beets. Yeah, I think you got beets in your belt. <laughs> Look, in the first place. Even if you got all that junk out of there, which will be very difficult. Yeah. And there is earth under it, which I doubt. Go ahead. And the earth is suitable for planting, which it wouldn't be. Possible. How many vegetables could you plant in 10 square feet of dirt, which probably won't be any good after you dug it out from under that ton of junk that'll be too tough to move anyhow? <laughs> you got yourself into this. Let me see you get yourself out. <laughs> impossible to a man with a tight mind. <laughs> it can all be taken care of with modern methods of soil erosion. Why, there would be a fortune in that garden. I bet you I could make a deal with Karochi, the fruit peddler, and sell him all his vegetables. Hey, that's an idea, Eddie. Go over to Karochi's store and tell him I want to see him, will you? Uh, I ought. Oh, Finnegan, hey, I... that's the man I'm looking for. Finnegan, how would you like to have some great fun? Doing what? Well, in the backyard, there's a nice big pile of junk. Think how much fun a guy could have throwing it into a wheelbarrow and cotton it to the dumps. Don't that sound exciting? Oh, Sally. Uh, what's your job worth? Oh, say half a buck. I'll give you a quarter and not a penny more. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, Finnegan, it's a deal. Sure. Now, go on and get started. Okay, okay. What is it, Miss Duffy? Anybody need a farm for? Where do your vegetables come from? From the can. But where did they come from before that? From the grocery store. But where does the grocery store get them? From the wholesaler. And where does the wholesaler get them from? From the canning factory. Duffy, are you sure that there ain't a farm in there someplace? <laughs> Uh, half of it. 
What about the other half? Well, I'll take more time. That's where I put the stuff I cleaned up from the first half. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, maybe you'd better go back and try it left-handed. Maybe it'll come out even. Oh, okay. okay. Hello, Archie. How's it the boy? Yeah. Well, Colucci, how are you? Oh, honky donkey. Hey, what's the other plans you got there? Well, oh, it'd be nice sense to me, Colucci. Uh-huh. What's, uh, what's the kind of plant is it then? I think it's a uh, eucalyptus. No. That's another eucalyptus. What? <laughs> that's a eucalyptus. That's a joke, Bambina. That's a joke. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to see you anyway. Uh, tell me, how's the Sonora and all the little seniorities? Uh... Well, the, the old lady, she's going to have another bambino. Uh, how many bambinos you got now, Coluch? Well, let me see. There's Teresa, Maria, Antonette, Carmelita, Lucia, Salamina... Grazia, Lucrezia... Uh, look, Colucci, it's getting late. Just give me a rough estimate. <laughs> well, let me see. I think there's about the 14 girls. 14? Even for a vegetable man, that's a lot of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now, what's the proposition you want to talk to me about? Oh, the proposition, yeah. Colucci, tell me. Have you got 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. Very good. Goodbye. <laughs> Just a second, Colucci. At least listen to the proposition, will you? Okay. I listen, but my pocketbook, she is a dead. All right. It's very simple, you see. I happen to be an expert on raising vegetables, and I need a little cash for modern machinery. Electric caterpillars and uh, uh, automatic silos and things. Now, now, you're a vegetable man. Just a minute, just a minute. What kind of stuff do you want to raise? Well, uh, what do you make the most profit on? Well, uh, bread for fruit, uh, pineapple, oranges, uh, just when I was thinking of raising. <laughs> Oranges, it. <laughs> Coach, how would you like to be the first guy to sell an orange that is both seedless and skinless? <laughs> With a built-in rind. <laughs> and no navel. <laughs> That's wonderful. How you make the orange grow like this, eh? I grabbed them from an eggplant. <laughs> More than that, I can't tell you.
Well? International Harvester? Uh, this is Archie, the manager of Tuffy's Tavern. Uh, tell me, uh, what do you get for one of your tractors? How much for a half tractor? Quarter tractor? What have you got in a wheelbarrow? Hello? Hmm. Somebody ought to tell them guys that the war is open. Cavalry has discharged a lot of horses that are now looking for jobs. Let's see, what else there is for me to check up on? Hi, Art. Oh, yeah, Finnegan, did you clean up the other half of the yard? Uh, no, I, I ran into a little trouble. You see, I took the stuff from the first half and put it back on the second half. Yeah, I know. Well, then I took the stuff from the second half and put it back on the first half. Well, Finnegan, in that case, you've got all of the junk back the way it was. Oh, I thought it looked familiar. <laughs> I, Finnegan, sometimes I think your mother would have been better off if you had delivered the store. <laughs> I'll get back there. Get that Finnegan and try it again. Oh, okay, I'll get you. Hey, which back? I'll. Well. <laughs> well, Colucci, uh, did you take a look at the backyard? Yeah. Uh, did you raise all this junk by yourself? Colucci, uh-huh. I'm afraid you lack imagination. Now, come into the winter a minute. Now, tell you how I got a plan. You see that, uh pile of ashes out there? Mm-hmm. Well, between them ashes and that rubber boot will be the, uh, Pinopla Grove. Now, you see Mrs. Duffy's old corset there? Well, between that and that rusty carburetor will be nothing but avocados. Uh-huh. Over there, where that model T fender and the horsehair sofa are heaped against the no-dumping sign next to the busted coffee grinder will be, guess what? What? A new vegetable named after me. The string of beans? No, Colucci, not the string bean. The Archie choke. <laughs> now tell me, what do you think of the whole idea? I can tell you in two words. Archie choke. Now wait a second, Colucci. Oh, hey, I got a surprise for you. A surprise? Yeah, you thought that underneath that junk was nothing but a lot of dice. Well? You're in luck. The whole thing is cement. <laughs> Thank you. 